Hey, welcome to another episode of the Runner Chat here at CSUB, part of the Runner Radio Network. I am Jared. I'm Naima. I'm Roxana. And I'm Claire. Olivia's not here with us today, but she is here in thought. Uh, all right, so we're going to uh, get a little um, little solemn this morning uh, with the big uh, discussion that has been kind of going on for the last few weeks. And that, of course, is the big um, story that happened in Parkland, uh, Florida, a couple weeks ago on Valentine's Day. Um and uh, 17 students were murdered by uh, Nicholas Cruz with an AR-15. And uh, it's, it sparked a big, big dis- discussion that's nationwide. It's happening in all the schools. Uh, it's a discussion, unfortunately, that we've had before. And uh, sad to say, it will probably happen again uh, before anything is actually done. But we'll see. Maybe times are changing. But it brings up the conversation because, you know, here we are on a campus. Um, this is uh, this is a uh, this is a story that affects many students, many young people. Uh, it's happened at schools, uh, both high school and it has happened at colleges. Uh, prior to this, there was the Virginia Tech shooting, um, and that made, of course, a lot of people here a little on edge because it's one of those situations where you never know, right? You think you know somebody, you you think you uh, are safe, and then uh, in the f- flash, uh, it's over. Um, so my first question is for you ladies, uh, and myself here at CSUB, okay, because there's been nothing to really, um, take away from this, but do you feel safe on campus? That's A. And B goes along with gun safety. And of course, what they're trying to do now is think to solve the problem is more guns to give teachers weapons. Uh, of course that's in the high school setting, but do you think that's something that would translate to university as well or since we have our own police force do you feel safe in that uh in that way so first question is do you feel safe on campus b do you think more guns or less guns is the answer i personally feel safe on campus um i don't have any night classes except for last semester i was on campus till about 7 30 Um, Even then it was dark and I kind of had to walk far to my car. I never really had like an uneasy feeling. And even if I did, like I knew that I had options like at my disposal, like I could call the on-campus police to walk me to my car or just kind of walk alongside someone a little bit or trail behind them. Um, I originally took, I did my city college in Fresno and at Fresno City, I can say it was a very different story. It was... um, in like a not good part of town and it was like I was only there for two years and literally I probably saw three to four just like whether it was students homeless people random people on the campus get chased down by cops and like tackled and handcuffed and like maybe that's something people see every day but I had never seen that other than like on tv like watching cops or something and it was really crazy and like just knowing like even during the daytime that like people like that can just wander on campus made me feel very uneasy and like not safe and like I realize that can happen on like any campus here I've never felt that way but I'm sure like I can see how some students would feel that way just because it's a public campus anyone can come in and walk and do whatever they please you don't it's not fenced off you don't have to be a student and 
being on a college campus in general, there's students that are 17 and there's students that are, you know, in their easy, late 60s. Easy, easy. <laughs> so you can't, it's not like, oh, like this person looks out of place. Like if you were at a high school or elementary school or something, it'd be easier to point out like right. someone like that. Right, you don't know different. who belongs and who does not belong yeah, on and a college time, campus. Like, it could be a professor or a student. Like how would you know? Because right. the ages vary so widely. So, right. yeah. Okay. Um, I do feel safe, but I feel that our campus... Um, doesn't have like enough lighting i do feel that they should add more lights because i actually personally do take a night class okay and sometimes i do go to the src to work out so when i come back it's like pitch black dark especially around that area um you bring up a good point there really should be more lighting yeah people don't think think that or even like comprehend that when they're here during the day they don't realize how dark this campus can be at night and there's a lot of nooks and crannies and areas behind walls and trees where yeah. you know like as claire said people could just come onto this campus and you never know okay good point and i don't i don't really see the well i guess what our police department i don't really see them out at night a lot either i see them way more during the day than the night and i think they should be out during the day the night too because i think it's it could be a little dangerous because it's darker out sure pretty yeah, strong so points there more lighting and more patrol like, yeah, throughout the day i don't feel like they patrol at night. So they, they patrol in their cars, obviously, but there's only so much roadway you could go yeah. on. They, they're on bikes There, as There's well, a few right? bikes. Do we have any segs? Do we have any segway cops where seen. they can kind of get into the small, so. small areas? No? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, um, then the bike cops should definitely be roaming the interior of the campus yeah, yeah. Uh, while the patrol go on the perimeter of the campus. And um, I'm curious as to what kind of like duty shifts they have, and I wonder if it's a lighter load at night. Which you think would be opposite. Right. Yeah. Well, because I can well, see how they're students. dealing with They're dealing with more students yeah. during the day, so they would want to have more cops on duty. But if something were to happen, you would assume it would probably, especially in this environment, happen more at night. Um because that makes everybody a little more vulnerable. And I also feel like, um, well, we do have late classes, but there are also people like in the library studying, so they might even leave later. Um, sure, the library doesn't campus. close till what time? Well, they got a twenty-four hour room. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Twenty-four hour study room. Oh. Apparently, it can get like pretty shady in there. But I can imagine. Well, I can imagine like even if, if even if I think during the week it closes at midnight or one o'clock. Yeah. One o'clock in the morning. You know, yeah. it's, you know... An eerie time. It is an eerie time. And a lot of people do have to walk really far to their car. And, like, I get that I park, like, I swear, like, three miles away every day. But, I mean... Yeah, yeah that's one thing I think that um, this campus is lacking. And we've talked about parking before, so I'm not going to get into that. But if that's not a problem that could be easily remedied by building a structure or new parking lots, the parking lots are scattered. They're they're, yeah, they're, they're far away. Yeah. And they're, you know, in... in um, different areas of the campus so why isn't there kind of like a um, a trolley system mm-hmm. where they have a cart that's able to sit like eight to ten people and they could do kind of like a valet service where you know you pick up eight people at the library at nine o'clock and you go around campus and you drop them off at there it's almost like when you go to disneyland or disney world like right a crazy idea. they have these on campus i know at fresno state they have one and at fresno city they had one as well at fresno city it was more so for people who like who had a broken leg or they like were unable to walk far distance but they if you wanted to you were allowed to take the little it was almost like an overextended golf cart. Right, right, exactly. A big golf cart. And, and you just nailed it right there. Because remember, last semester, I had a cast on my yeah. bike, right? And I would, like, 
lose my mind when I couldn't find a parking in this yeah. little lot or in the library and I had to go to one of these other big lots and then walk all the way to my class and like I don't got a problem walking to my class but with a busted leg it yeah. sucks yeah. so I was like why isn't there kind of a, a number I could call where they'll come and pick me up and yeah. take me to my class just while I have this injury so that's something that is not in effect here but the you know the whole trolley idea like when you go to a theme park there's this huge parking lot, and it's so far away from the park. You go to a little bus stop, right? A little trolley comes and takes you, mm -hmm. and then at the end of the night, it takes you back to the parking lot. Like, there should be a trolley system that just kind of goes around on the hour, maybe, or between classes, you know? And, and I think that's something that I don't even know who we would talk to about that with that idea. I and think it would a be a feasible idea. thing. That's like, I don't know all of the details on how it would run and work, but, like, I mean, Fresno State has quite a few more students than we do here sure. on our campus and I mean they make it work so. well, and they you, get more funding I'm sure if but. they're thinking about adding another 8,000 students yeah, in the next two <laughs> years then they're going to need to figure something out and I think this trolley oh man I'm going to write this down because I want 10% of it uh, <laughs> sorry that's the Jew in me but I want to I think that's something that should be implemented and I think for safety reasons especially at night like maybe during the day obviously it could be a little more sporadic but at night there should be kind of some kind of system to make sure to ensure that students are safe. If you're coming out of the library at 1 o'clock in the morning yeah. and you have to walk to parking lot J, uh, that's a yeah. trek. You know what I mean? That's a far walk. That's I also feel walk. that they patrol more like the library and the K1 or K2 parking lot than the parking lot that's by the iCardio Center too. Now why is that you think? Maybe probably because I feel more people park here, but also there's still parking on that side because I used to park over there too. Right. I don't really feel... Safe over there? Yeah, I don't feel like it gets patrolled as much as it does here. Yeah, I will say, yeah, I agree. Like, the parking lots, I don't think they're patrolled as much. Like, yeah. again, to bring up Fresno City, it's just the only thing I can make a reference to is, like, they were on, like, they were literally, like, campus space and those parking lots all the time, mostly because they were giving parking tickets. But, like, I mean, also they were there, you know, looking at the, like, looking at the cars, making sure there wasn't people, you know, like, looking in cars or, like, following people, that right. kind of thing. So even if, I mean... Yeah, the parking ticket thing sucked, but they were also there, like, doing their job as in, like, watching it and making sure yeah. everything was safe. Well, so, we, yeah. we, have, we have the cops, and then we also have the security officers, right? The blue like shirts. Like the parking meter people or whatever they're called. What are they called? Uh, well, I don't want to say meter maids because that would be sexist. <laughs> the meter men and ladies? Yes, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I and this is not to take away from the police department because of, for what they do, they do a, a great job, and I don't want to sound like we're, we're trashing on them. No, we're absolutely yeah. not. But I agree with you, the fact that I don't, and of course, I'm in class, and I'm on campus. I'm not in the parking lot for more than a few minutes when I'm walking to or from my car. But I don't recall really seeing cops go around the parking lots. Yeah, like I always see rounds. them you know, going from A to B, but I don't see them actually circling parking lots and looking to see if there's any suspicious characters uh, hiding in their cars or looking at cars or leering. and Because mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think the problem here as much as at BC, yeah. uh, there was a number of car thefts, a number of car break-ins, and of course, different good. side of town. Different side of town, yeah. that definitely has something to do with it. Um, you know, uh, exit routes and whatnot on at, at that side of town, you could kind of disappear. Whereas here, it's very wide open. Those parking lots are sketchy too. Yes, they're sketchy. Yes, they are. I see a lot more like um, patrol cars like around the parking lots mm -hmm. than, they, than I do here. But I guess yeah, because you said because it's a different side of town. I mean, it is safer. I would say like as a whole on this part of town, obviously. 
yeah. been over by BC. But still, I mean, safety should still be a priority. Absolutely. Especially right now, it's a heightened atmosphere when it comes to students and when it comes to safety. Um, this conversation was sparked from the, you know, the mass murder that happened over at Parkland, which is uh, very sad because it's actually very close to where I grew up. And uh, I know that area very well. Um and giving teachers uh, guns is not a good idea. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't think that is. Uh, in fact, I think that's like the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Uh, you know, you're going to you're not going to let them deduct from their taxes the pencils that you bought for the classroom, but you're going to give them a gun. Okay. What about like like taking like I mean, I'm putting more stricter rules on guns. Like, what about that? What do you mean? Like, what kind of like what kind of rules? Like, don't buy one. Like a gun like, reform. Yeah, maybe like. Like being more stricter on the, um, I mean, maybe like giving like more like thorough tests to people that like they give the guns to. I don't know. Like okay, so like that, so like so, to so get a CCW because right. they the age is, is what eighteen to get. It's a eighteen it, to get a handgun. It's twenty one to get a rifle. No, no, no. Maybe it's, it's eighteen to get a rifle. Twenty one to get a handgun. Yeah. And now they want to. So you could go buy an AR fifteen at eighteen, but you can't buy a revolver. Okay. And then, of course, the big argument is, well, you're letting our men and women serve in the Army at the age of 18 where they will use these machine guns, um, but they are properly trained, yeah. right? Yeah. And they also have to go through, and now some do go through the cracks here, but, you know, you have to have some kind of psyche val yeah, when, when you go into the Army and whatnot. Mm -hmm. They have to make sure you're not going to, you know... Um, Section eight and get out and, and go crazy and, and you know shoot up the place, um, but yeah, there have to be some reform rules and laws for guns. So I, I'm partial um, to this because I've been um, a lot of shit has happened in my life with guns. I had a friend who was murdered by a handgun, um, and now that this has happened, uh, this happened literally 20 minutes away from my house in Florida. Mm -hmm. when I, where I used to live. So, and I used to, when I moved to, when I moved to Bakersfield, uh, all my friends that I was playing poker with were all hunters. Uh, and I would never, I was not exposed to hunting, right? So they were all gun nuts. And one of the first things I did was I went and I bought a rifle and I got my hunting license and I went out to these big vats of land to go kill. And I don't like to do that. Like, I realized that right away. Like, as soon as I saw my buddy, um, it's, it's, it's so sick because he's not my buddy anymore, I should say. But, like, we were driving to a location, and we were going to go try to kill squirrels. And, um, and, like, at this point, I think whatever they wanted to. Um, because squirrels, I was told, they put all these holes in the ground, and if horses step in those holes, they break their legs. So they there's do. a squirrel epidemic, so you got to go take care of the squirrels. And gophers. Um, and gophers. Okay, so I was like, okay, I partially understand that. Okay, it's, it's kind of for the better, Okay. Uh, even though, like, the thought of it, you know, on a fundamental basis of killing, it just sucks. But this dude, like, saw a white rabbit, and he just stuck the gun out the window and, Which like, blew the rabbit away. And I was, yeah, no, you can't. And But they didn't care, and that kind of turned me off right there. I was like, okay, so this these guys aren't really rule-abiding Mm -hmm. citizens in the hunting game they're just kind of going out to shoot and have fun so they don't like kill to eat they just kill just to and there's a difference too because See, like i've grown up like my family has hunted my whole life like i've we've worked like my family i don't know i've always like grown up in like a ranch style setting like, okay we've gone out hunting. Well, so i'm that's... a little bit on the other end but i'm not like 
I'm also a little bit split because do I think that like 18 year olds should just be able to like go and purchase whatever kind of gun they like and be able to handle an AR-15? No, but I think people should be properly trained and like properly aware when they do have these like. So I'm I'm just I'm very split on the. On this well, as, as Angelique was about to say, yes, when. To hunt to survive, to hunt to kill and then eat, like if yeah, you kill an animal, rights. you need to utilize all aspects of the animal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's the right thing to do. There's no ways that you're doing the whole circle of life thing. It's understandable. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to gun reform and gun laws, here's what needs to happen. A, it's a slippery slope because, you know, we are allowed to serve in the military at 18. Okay, so that's that's that kind of cross the bear right there. It's like, you know, you don't want to be uh, allowed to be a civilian and go get this gun at 18, but if you're in the military, you can't. Okay, so that's a weird kind of loophole right there. But what needs to change is, first of all, these kinds of machine guns, they don't need to be sold at all. That This is my personal opinion. I'm not trying to enforce it on anybody, but... There's no if you want to go hunting or if you want self protection, handgun, rifle, like a twenty two or or a shotgun, these are acceptable. But there's no reason you need something that shoots fifty bullets a minute for anything at all except for to kill. Yeah. I agree like an AR fifteen or any sort of like bump stock or something that's gonna hold like like a hundred round mag, like that's unnecessary. I do see it from a little bit of a different standpoint in the sense that like I know a lot of people that like it's almost like a hobby to them like obviously you can't really compare like so collecting Pokemon, baseball you know what I mean like, like that's a, like collecting that's a Pokemon hobby. cards and like building your own AR-15 but I mean that's just how some people will view it like that's like they will spend money on these parts and they will make it like that's just how understandable but that's the problem yeah. is that our culture is ingrained that, that that's okay and it's it's just really weird because it's almost like the genie's out of the bottle and you can't put it back in because those are the kind of guns that, like, you just don't need to have. Um, I also think that there's no reason that there shouldn't be extensive background checks. Not like, anybody that, who opposes yeah. that, it just doesn't make it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, that's where I get so confused with the NRA. Like, they're the National Rifle Association. You would think that they would want people to be responsible so, yes, you would want them to have background checks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, I, I don't know. So, there should be mandatory background checks. I mean, I needed to wait, I needed to wait like a week or two to get my rifle. They yeah. did a background check and on me. Yeah, and it's not. Doesn't it change by, from state to state, though? Yeah, it's yeah. very different. Like, up in Oregon, I have family up there. They can literally apply for a CCW online and, like, get it in the mail. That's within crazy. A couple of weeks. Here, it's a very different story. You have to go through a long process, you have to fill out a form. When, why, how, like, why you need this, why you need to carry, and it takes weeks, and it has to be approved by, like, an officer of some sort, and it takes a while. It's a lot harder process. This is where, like, the states and the federal have this different way of doing things, and it's almost like when you have laws like this that differ so drastically from state to state, it almost makes you feel like it's not really a united states. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're not. Like, the states are united, but they're not, um, what's another word for united? Like, they're not in sync with one another. Yeah. Um, well, you just take, like, I would say a popular polar opposite would be, like, California and Texas. Their gun laws and gun views are very different, but, I mean, 
Well, here's different. another thing that I think should not be allowed to have, okay? And this is, again, the people are going to be listening to this, and they're going to completely disagree with what I'm about to say. But I think gun conventions and being able to go to the fairgrounds and that, and buy, like, I think that is the most ridiculous, a gun show. A gun, like, I think that is yeah, the most ridiculous thing ever. Like, to buy accessories and stuff. Well, not even, I mean, they sell guns. I mean, you no, can, yeah, like, literally go and buy a gun at a gun show without any of the um, hoops you got to jump through to get one at a licensed dealer. So I think if you're going to sell guns, you need to be a tested, licensed dealer. To buy guns, you need to be tested, licensed, and examined like checked out and whatnot, but um, this is all like here or there because this already happened. We're living, you know, we're talking. This is the whole woulda, shoulda, coulda kind of thing. These are things that we hope to get done. We hope to have happen. Luckily, there are young people right now, younger than you guys, who are still in high school, who are really making their voices heard, and hopefully, uh, things will start to change over the next couple of years. Because this is what I've been saying since the shooting. All these students, and there's a lot of, you know, they're getting a lot of flack in their, from, from one side, and they're getting a lot of support from the other. Um, so to the point where, you know, a couple of the uh, students were um, uh, positioned to be actors. Like, they're, like there was a, a meme going around on Facebook. There was a couple of videos going around saying that these are crisis actors uh, that were on CNN. They're not crisis yeah. actors. They're actual students. But that's the whole, like, trying to, like, switch the story, pivot, get your, you know, move. I mean, that's the propaganda of the of the other side of the argument trying to swear the conversation. Um, but what I keep saying is that, that, you know, if you these politicians don't listen to these young people, these young people are going to turn 18 and they're going to vote. And they're going to vote their people into office and your old ass out of office. Because we have people that are in government that absolutely have no business still being there. They're still living in a time um, of yesteryear where times are changing. Yeah. You know, they have to, like the whole progressive movement, it's not like a movement so much as saying, hey, we're progressive. It's just saying, listen, time doesn't stop. We're, we move forward. That's how time works. And when you move forward... You evolve, and that's all that means. That means we just have to evolve our, our views and the way we handle things, and, you know, we have to change. You know, um, I don't know why people think equality is such a, a bad word. So, anyway, um, okay, that was a fun discussion. Uh, now I could use a shot um, of whiskey um, or something. So thank you very much for uh, listening to our rant and rave about uh, gun control and safety. I don't even know if this podcast made any sense. We just all kind of stated what we thought. Um, but I think what's good about what we were just saying is that there's people that both agree with us and disagree with us. And if they agree with us, they're listening to this and they're shaking their head. They're going, yes, that's exactly what I think. And if they disagree, they're going the same. You know, they're like, hell, you guys suck. So that's cool. Um, so that's it for the runner chat. Uh, this episode, thank you very much for uh, checking us out. You can check us out, of course, at therunneronline.com and make sure you pick up a hard copy of The Runner here at CSUB. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm Jared. I'm Claire. I'm Roxana. I'm Naima. I'm Angelique. I was about to say, these are the ladies. <laughs> Jared and the ladies. Uh, that's The Runner. We'll be back.